had all the money that I've spent on cards. I might could give a good offering to the building fund. But I don't have it, and I'm not asking for it back because that was just something I enjoy in life doing. I wished I had the talent that Sister Barbara Dells does on the computer that makes some beautiful cards. But God chose not to give me that talent, Barbara. So I have to depend on the card store. So through the years, that's just been something I've enjoyed doing. But when I, when I would go for a card, and still when I go for a card, I can't just buy a card. I don't have that ability. So when I go to the card store, which I will admit to you, I no longer attend Hallmark. Their prices are too high. Their name has caused them to have to increase. So I rarely go to Hallmark. used to be my favorite, but not anymore. I found some other stores that have good cards. And so I'll go to those stores and look at their cards. And according to who I'm getting a card for, and I know this is very simplistic, but just stay with me just a minute. Okay. As I've said before, I am not the bishop and I do not preach in the Greek. How can you preach in the Greek when you don't even understand the Greek? So that's not my style. And I certainly don't preach like your pastor. So everybody has their own style. And mine's quite different. So hang in here with me just a minute, would you? But I go to the card store. And I know who I'm buying for. And even though I can't create that card, in my mind, I know who I'm buying that card for. And I got to get the closest I can to say what I want to say to that person. Just because it's your birthday, I can't pick out a happy birthday that says inside, oh, I hope you have many wonderful years. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you get to eat all the cake you want to eat and all the ice cream you want to eat. I hope you get all the presents in the world. I hope you win the lottery. I just can't do that. There's nothing, please, I'm talking about myself. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Alice Wright. So I can't do that. I've gone a couple times and been in a hurry and got myself all frustrated and flustered and upset and left without a card because I couldn't do it. I said, no, I can't just buy that card. I can't. That's just been my ministry through the years. And I will stand there until I find a card that will say what I want to say the best I can to that person, and I will send them that card. And I'm sincere and what it's saying. It's not just empty words. So if you've ever gotten a card from me in the past, it wasn't empty words. I meant what I said. I I felt that the best I could. So when I say falling in love with Jesus, you hear me today. Everybody in this house, including all the bodyguards on the platform. I feel overwhelmed. I'm about to invite some of their wives up here. I feel overwhelmed. I feel protected, but overwhelmed. But 
including them that's behind me. When I say falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. Let me tell you something, friend. That is not empty words for me. I am just not singing that song with the praise singers because the Lord helped them choose that song, I hope. I know he did. Okay, but falling in love with Jesus, I'm not just saying the words. But I mean those words. And it's the best thing that I've ever done. You can turn in your Bibles, your iPads, or your phones. We live in a different world. So whatever you prefer to follow me on right now, you're welcome to do so. Or uh, you can read from the screen. And I am going to Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have, not, have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore... Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. God bless the reading of the word today. Thank you for honoring the word of God, and you may be seated. I have always wanted to be the preacher that got up and preached the new message. I've always wanted to be the one that got up and you say, wow, that was just awesome today. Not, not me, but the word of God, because I've never heard that before. Well, I'm telling you today, I'm preaching something you've heard before because I'm not that kind of preacher, but I'm also preaching something to you today for a few minutes that you need to be reminded of. We are living in a world that's shaky, but we have a God that's on a firm foundation that's built on a rock. That is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So my question today to you is, after reading these verses of scripture, what would shake your foundation? Now, I've preached this message in a similar way before. So if you were at that service, you're going to hear it again. Okay. But I, you know, I, I prayed for the will of God. And, and last night when I had, I had spent a couple of hours, uh, we had a wedding yesterday in our church and Bishop Wright and I were very uh, blessed to get to go to it. We don't get to attend a lot anymore because we're gone so much. And so we were at the wedding and we came home and uh, it was a little bit late and 
uh, we were sitting downstairs and I was studying the word of God and praying. I could not get anything. I couldn't get anything. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I was praying. I, you know, I don't just put my finger on a verse and say, well, bless God, that's what he wants. Well, that'd be easy for the flesh, wouldn't it? No, none of us do that. A spirit-filled preacher don't do that. But I'm just, I'm not being facetious here, but I'm just saying, I, I, I was praying and I was seeking God and I was, I was studying his word and I was reading verse after verse and, and I just wasn't, con- I didn't feel it connecting yet. And I, and, I, and I went upstairs and I was getting tired and I said to God, I said, God, I trust you. Oh, I'm back to that awesome God again. It never ceases to amaze me. Never. And I, I lay down on my bed and I, I still had my iPad and I was still reading a couple of scriptures. And that's when, Brother Lewis, your, the phone call came in from you. And after I put down the phone and I began to pray for him and the family and his family and the family and all the friends and whatever. I know they were uh, somewhat in a foster category, but I don't know who all I'm praying for. But I began to pray for everybody that was involved with this young man. I thought I, and, and I knew what had happened and I'm not in here. I'm not here to discuss that today. Okay. I knew what had happened. Brother Lewis told me and, and whatever. I, I knew all that. And, and I began to once again lay on my pillow and thank God that I'm standing on a firm foundation because this world that we are in right now has no foundation. The government has no foundation. No, no foundation. Our leaders have no foundation. Nothing has a foundation, but this church that I'm standing in today, this rock that I'm built on, my God is firm and it is a foundation. It's been here through the fire and it's been here through the flood and I'm standing here today because of the blood. Somebody hear me today. That's why you and I are still here because of the blood of Jesus Christ. There's an old song that says, my hope is built on nothing less. And I'm going to read it because I found out the other day, because I'm not singing the old songs as much as I used to. I better write them all down real quick. Because some of them are getting a little out of my memory. So I, I, I took this out of one of my hymnals. If you don't know what a hymnal is, it's a book about that thick. It's not an iPad. It's a hymnal. Now, I treasure a hymnal. I will keep that till I die, and the grandkids and my, and my adult kids can throw them in the trash then. But until then, they will not go in the trash. But that was a hymnal. So I took it out so I would get this song right. Okay, so that's why I'm reading it. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood. How many times a day do you say... Thank God for the blood. No. 
we don't want to talk about blood because we're told not to talk about things like that anymore. Well, Jesus don't talk that way. And that's not the way he feels because he shed his blood on Calvary for you and I. That's why I'm here today. That's why this church is here today. Oh, they just, I'm sorry, you'll have to forgive me. And I'm not going to preach long anyway, so it's okay if we do a little bit of this. The blood that Jesus shed for me way, my God, on Calvary, the blood that gives me strength. From day to day, it will never lose its power. I know that it reaches to the highest mountain. I know that it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, the blood that gives me strength. Oh, from day to day, it will lose its power. I know that it reaches to the highest mountain. I feel the Holy Ghost. To the lowest valley Oh, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose. It will never lose. Say it one more time. It will never lose its power. Come on, right now, I want everybody in this place to thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. You and I are here today because we've been washed in the blood. We've been washed in the blood. Not just any blood, his blood. Woo. 
Please, please forgive me for that little detour. But I cannot talk about the blood. I can't say the word. Just carried away. I just get carried away because I thank him for his blood. There's a song that says, we're back to, to a strong foundation. There is a song that says, if you've never heard it, my hope is built on nothing less. That's where I got kind of sidetracked. I took, I took a detour. Sometimes detours are fun. Sometimes you get lost, but sometimes you don't. You, you, you didn't get lost on mine because I'm bringing you back. But we went on a little blood detour. Because I, what did I say? Then Jesus' blood. Just say the word. And righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Did you hear what I said? All. All. What does all mean? All. Not being facetious, but what does all mean? All. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant. I better not say that word again, but I got to because it's in here. Okay, his blood. About to rise up in me again. Support me. the blood. I, ne- I never really, I didn't remember this said this, but it says his oath, his covenant, his blood, support me, support me in the whelming flood. I don't know what you feel like right now, but I feel like I'm in a flood with this world. I feel like I'm about overwhelmed with it, but I'm not looking at this world. I'm keeping my eyes above this world and staying focused on Jesus Christ. And my God's foundation is firm. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. What would shake your foundation? I want it to sink in just for a minute, okay? Again, I don't think I'll be long. Where'd that 15 minutes go? Who just come up here and move my watch? What would shake your foundation? Is your foundation built on Jesus Christ or is it built on your wife, your husband, your children, your parents, your friends? What is your foundation built on? That's why it's very important. This is just a little bit of love thrown in here. You young people don't have the, the relationship with God. You, you have to have your own relationship with God. You cannot have the relationship that your parents have with God. Better hear me today. This is a voice that knows what she's talking about. I'm, not be, I'm being very loving. I'm not being 
mean on that or firm. I'm being very serious. You've got to develop your own relationship with God. You cannot lean on your parents' relationship. You, you, cannot, you cannot hear it and just say, well, I'll just do it. You've got to want to do it. You've got to believe it for yourself. You've got to love this for yourself. You're not here just to please your parents. You're here because you want to please God and because you love God. So if your parents fail, hello, let's be a little simplistic here. If your parents fail and your relationship with God was built on them, um, through them and not on, on yours with him, guess what you're going to do? You're going to go with them. If your spouse, if your spouse fails, and decides they don't want to do it anymore. If your relationship has strictly been with God through them, guess where you're going? Out with them. But if it's built on your own and you've got a love for God and this is mine. Somebody say mine. Somebody say mine. This is my foundation. I thank God for my mother sitting back there today that brought me up in the truth. I thank God for my dad that brought me up in the truth. But let me tell you why I'm here today. I'm here today because I'm in love with Jesus Christ for myself. This is my foundation. And because it's mine, I'm kind of like the little kid that this is my toy. I've seen some knockdown dragouts with my grandkids over toys. Because one saying it's mine and the other one saying it's mine and I don't know And when I start to see the real fight coming out, then it becomes Have you ever seen girls fight? I didn't know girls could fight. But the boys would say, that's mine. And the girls would say, that's mine. And it goes on for a few minutes, but after a while, something rises up in them. And then that's when the fight comes on. Well, let me tell you something today. You may have your foundation, but I got something to say to you today. I got my own. I got a grip on it. And you're not taking it from me. I don't care where you go. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you see and do. I... I've got my own foundation with God and nothing is going to come my way that's going to take me away from Jesus Christ. I can't afford for that to happen to me. yourself something's going to come your way that's going to take you away 
Many of you sitting here today have been here almost as long as me now. I mean, there's, there's some of you been here a long time. And you know what I'm preaching today is the truth. I could get some amens from the amen corner. And it's been hard to sit back and see those precious people leave. But there was nothing wrong with my God. Don't blame my God. Don't blame the church for not caring. Don't blame the church for not loving. Because you understand, there is nothing today. My God, I feel him in this place. Do you understand? Do you understand? I know I've made, I know I remember making the statement before. You understand that Bishop Wright and I have sat across counseling tables numerous times with parents and spouses that were struggling with what to do because they loved and they cared. And we should love and we should care. Do not misunderstand what I'm saying. But yet, I've seen the tears stream down their faces and heard from their voices. I'll use somebody else besides me, not names, but others. I've seen them set across from us and say, pray, brother and sister, right, that I can keep holding on. Why? There's nothing else in this world for me. You understand? There's nothing else in this world for me. Money can't buy me out. And I love money. I love money. You can go shopping with money. You can buy new shoes with money. New dresses. That's fine. I love money. I love, I enjoy doing that. I love money so we can go out to eat and have a nice time and it not be Burger King. <laughs> you ever hear of restaurants closing down? Oh, I hope he's not watching online. I forget about online. I'm going to say it anyway. I got seven bodyguards sitting up here. You ever seen restaurants close down? Hello? We used to have one years ago. What was that called? Um, oh, it was that, uh, oh, oh, Copeland's. Co was it Copeland's out there by, um, uh, yeah, thank you. Okay, see how you're old as I am. Okay, so Copeland's, it was um, uh, Louisiana-type restaurant. Okay, spicy food, good food, bad food for you. But let's don't go there. Let's stay with the good part. So good food, spicy food. I mean, oh, luscious, just luscious. And when they closed down, I was so sad. I was so sad. And I found out why they closed down. It's because they went bankrupt. And through the years, different ones have gone bankrupt, and they've had to close down. I had a favorite one in the area. I'm not going to tell you what that was. None of your business. But they had all-you-can-eat crab legs on Wednesdays. The, the, not the king, what's the other one's called, whatever. Those kind, I love, that's one of my favorite foods. And so they had it on Wednesdays and you could have all you eat. How do you say that? You could eat all you want. It'll come out in a minute. Okay, but, and so just recently, we're going to be in that area. 
was all planned. Because a lot of times, when Bishop knows, he better not say Burger King to me. <laughs> that sweet little girl he's told you all about has just revealed. There are sometimes I cannot take that word again. So, and we're doing something. And we're actually going to be in that area to take care of something for the district. He said, uh, I guess you've picked out the restaurant. I'm like, thank you, God, for giving him that revelation. <laughs> It'll make this much easier. I said, yes, I have. And I told him where I wanted to go. He said, I figured that, which he knew I really liked it. And it was the strangest feeling. I'm not going to say it was spiritual. I don't, I don't, I don't think everything's spiritual. Because you know why I live in the flesh. But something... I don't really think it was God, but something said, or, or, I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I did it, but I looked online. And they closed down. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, no, was oh, no, right. Where can you get all you can eat crab legs anymore? You can't get them anywhere. And I'm like, oh, oh, no. But I've often thought, what if I heard that Burger King went bankrupt. <laughs> I wonder if I would have a good attitude. What do you think? We definitely got sidetracked on that one. But wasn't it fun? Because if you are new here, I have a husband that his favorite restaurant is Burger King. Cheap man to feed. It is. Honestly, it is his favorite restaurant. Bishop loves Burger King. And, and, and I can endure it. But I just often wondered if I read the news in the morning and Burger King had gone bankrupt, what would I do? Would I rub him on the shoulders and give him a hug and say, Oh, I'm so sorry for you. I would be such a hypocrite. So I'm not going to do that. And I'll try not to rejoice. Not the worst place in the world. I'm not against it. I mean, I, you know, I eat there with him. As he says, not often enough, but I do eat there. But I got sidetracked. But, you know, what you're, you get so connected to your, I know that was way off there, but we get so connected to our, our kids and our spouses and our family. Okay, we do. So when that happens, it, it rocks our world. It rocks our world. Don't sit there and say it doesn't because it does. It rocks our world a little bit. Okay, but what is your, how strong is your foundation today that no matter what happened, no matter who it was, I think, I think I can give a biblical illustration of that. Ah, set you up, and I'm almost done. But I think I can give you a biblical illustration of that. I think his name was. Well, there are no spiritual people listening. Richard, what was his name? Job. 
Not even the wrong name for you to remember. Job lost what? Whoa, I didn't hear that good. What? Everything. What does everything mean? In the life of Job... You can read it in the Bible. I don't have time to read the story, but you can read it. In the life of Job, Job lost everything. His children, all of his his cattle, all of his everything, his servants and everything. But he has still had one thing left. I'm just I'm just preaching the word today. Please, I'm only preaching the word. I, I saw this for the first time today, I think, ever. Maybe I had maybe I just kind of reminded of it. He had one thing left. Somebody better hear me today. I'm preaching to you. Not me, but God is talking to you. Let me rephrase that because I don't want to sound like I'm boasting. I'm not. But God's talking to somebody here today. But Job had one thing left. What was left? Who said it? What? His wife. We'll get to Jesus in a minute. Okay, Jesus is right, but we'll get there in a minute. His wife. His wife was left. Have you read the story? He lost, we look it all. All he lost. And we forget to say he lost everything but his wife. Most guys love their wives. Or you wouldn't be with them. I know you don't love them today, but you will tomorrow. I know she made you mad this morning, but tomorrow she'll make you happy. Okay, but he had one thing left, his wife. Am I right or wrong? Is that what the story said? And what did she say? We've been living for God for a long time. And we may have lost all of our kids, and that would be very difficult. I've only met one family in my lifetime that lost all their children. One by one by one, they died with a sickness. They're all gone now. And I'm telling you, that story gave me chills from the top of my head to the end of my toes. That's, I've, I've really, I, I could tell you their names. They're a pastor. It was just bone chilling to me. But this couple lost all their children, all of their material things. Everything was gone. And you would have thought if her foundation. If her foundation had have been built on Jesus Christ and she had a firm foundation, she would have gone over to Job and she might have, she would have said to him, Job, we don't have nothing left, but that doesn't matter, Job. We don't have to have anything, but she said it over there. We got Jesus and everything's going to be all right. And it doesn't matter if it's not going to be all right. We don't care about that. We just want him. But no, no, no. He looks, she looks at him and says, curse God and die. Get it over with. 
know a man that's going to stand as a witness at the judgment. And he's going to say, I lost everything I had. It was all taken away from me. And my own companion that I loved dearly stood there and said, why don't you just curse God and die? And what did he look at her and say? You old foolish woman. Now I'm paraphrasing. The Bible don't quite say it that ugly. Close to it. He said you speak like a foolish woman. Hello? Because I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here where I am. I need to hear some people in this place today. Not out loud, but in your spirit. I need to hear you say one more time. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter who leaves. It doesn't matter what I see with my eyes. I'm standing on a firm foundation. If Let me tell you something today. If you've ever needed God, you need him now. You'll stand through anything. I said you'll stand through anything when you're on this foundation. Because you know what? You know if you get off, it's all over for you. Not only the eternity, but in life. After that, he came down with bulls all over his body. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Yeah. It's the best thing I've ever done. There's a story that you can go online and read, and I'm closing, so if the musicians want to come and the praise singers get ready, I'm done, but I want to close with this. There's a story that you can read online. I don't have, I, I got parts of it here. Um, I'm still an iPad and a note because sometimes this iPad don't do right, and I hate, it. You, ever, you ever see a preacher going up here going, well, I, and you know what technology can fail you? Because the internet could go out. I made a few notes, but I'm not going to have time to go in all the time. But you need to read it sometimes. It's a very interesting story. I don't know how I came across of it one time just kind of reading. I like to read interesting things, and so I guess I just did that. But you need to read the the, uh, story of the Leaning Tower of Pisa in Italy. You need to read that story. Very interesting. Because in 1990, I believe it was, or 96, I think I can't remember now exactly but they had to close it down and they did not open it until um, late I think like 2001 2002 I'm, I'm not positive on my dates but it was quite a while it was closed down and I thought this was interesting this is what really got my attention do you know why they had to close that down thank you 
Ghost. I hope not today, but if there's some cracks in the foundation of your relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm asking you to close down for a few days and do a little bit of repair work. it down because they saw there were issues and when they got into the got into what they were and again it's a very long story but when the architects and all them got into what was going wrong with that leaning tower of Pisa their words were was not a strong foundation church I couldn't so I'm just going to guesstimate okay I'm just going to guesstimate the best I can Seventy-five years, it's over seventy-five years for my mom. For myself, it's in the mid-fifties. I can't remember exactly now what it is, but it's it's a long time. Do you think it's always been easy? Can we just talk plain for a few minutes? Can I help somebody here today? Can I just be, can we just be, uh, what do you call that, real? We live in a fake world. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. You're lying through your teeth. You know you're not doing great. Stop lying. Tell them, you know, I'm not really having the best of days, but it's going to get better. Say. You don't have to tell them every ache and pain. You don't have to tell them all your troubles, but don't stand there and say, oh, I've learned to say it's not the best of days but I know they're going to get better I'm going through a little trial right now but I'm coming through so be real stop being fake so let me just be real while I'm closing Jalen you, oh you're going to sing okay you're about ready okay because you're going to sing fall in love with Jesus for me right. okay because I'm done I'm trying honestly I am hasn't always been easy. I know what you see. I know what you see. But the same devil that has tormented you and showed you, quote unquote, better ways has come to my door. I stood in the last couple weeks because I don't want to be too specific because I, I don't want you 
trying to figure out, people try to figure out who you're talking about, what story you're trying to, I don't really want that. But I just recently was in the setting of a story that could never be told from this pulpit. would never believe it. That's how bad it was. I've never had to go through what that person went through. I've never had to go through that much of a disappointment. And I stood and watched that family join hands together. are for us. We're here to stay. I'm not talking about this building. I'm not talking about Antioch because some of us could move and go to another church. I'm talking about the foundation of Jesus Christ. But you've got to make that decision. Hear me today. Let me rattle you just a little bit. That's easy to say. It's kind of like it's, you've never been overweight. Some of you are blessed and never been overweight. I'm not trying to use a frivolous illustration, but it's, it's easy to say, I'm weight. It's not that easy. And sometimes people give up because it's not easy to do. It's work. It's effort, whatever. So it's easy to sit here today and say, I'll be here till the rapture. Oh, I'm talking to somebody today. I have no idea. Something in me says, reach one more time. It's easy to sit here and say that. But is it strong enough that when the winds blow, the storms come, the earthquakes shake us? Will you still be standing? I just want the Holy Ghost to minister here for just a few minutes. I'm not expecting you to get up and come down here and say I'm the one. I, I, I don't even want that. I don't. for you. I'm not saying that. Please don't take me wrong. I'm just asking you, do you need do you need just to take some time? Do you not not leave or go? So I'm talking about spiritually in, inside you and Jesus. 
maybe check your foundation maybe make sure there are no areas that could be a danger everybody to join and sing this. together and sing it.
preacher that tells you you'll never have any trouble, no problems, no tests, and you'll be rich, run out the back door. Because that's not what the word says. He said the winds will blow. He said there would be storms. But if you're on a firm foundation, guess what? No storm can shake you. No trial can take you. Bishop and I sat across the table from a precious pastor and his wife. Probably, I'm not going to say it was one of the hardest, the hardest, but I'm going to tell you it was hard. They'd asked to see us. Faithful to God for probably 40, probably 45 years done a great work for God give them give themselves to the kingdom give themselves to the kingdom thank you totally given of themselves it has to see us actually we knew something was wrong 
And I said to my husband when they asked to talk to us, I said, I'm not going. for you too but that's the way you feel and I said I can't, I'm not going I can't go sometimes women are chickens they just fell out so I wanted to fell out five minutes later and I'm not exaggerating it could have been three minutes literally he said well maybe you want to read this text I just got okay and I looked at the text and said make sure you bring your wife from this precious couple and they sat and told us the major physical problem in their life right now and what they're facing until Jesus calls this individual home Yet I heard after that, young, this, is, this is not an old couple. After that, I heard, we're going to do everything we can for the kingdom of God. Any question? They weren't upset. because after all these years of serving him and giving of themselves and sacrificing and all they've done I don't understand I'm just going to have to tell you standing here today I don't understand but I know one thing for sure I know where they stand if you could call it an earthquake I don't know if you could call it a hurricane I don't know what you could call it I don't know that's how bad it is but how beautiful it was to hear them say we'll be here until it's over sister right you don't know what you might face tomorrow no, I don't. You don't either. We all know that. I would have never thought I'd still be here at 11.45. So forgive me just a minute. No! I agree with you. But I've been there. I've been there. to the ladies conference four days later I'm looking across the table at a doctor saying we'll do all we can we have no guarantee because it's gone too far don't sit there and tell me I don't mean that to dig I'm just and I know you've heard that but like I said before until the day I leave this life you're going to hear what God did for me in 2014 that was the God that I served that did that for me. And from the day till I die, I will make reference to what he did for that time in my life. 
like to get up and preach? Because four to five days before that, you know what I had preached? Do you know the name of my message? Go online and hear it. Dwelling in the secret place. going to get four. That's what I preached just a few days before. I was told by the doctor we'll do everything we can but we cannot guarantee because it's already stage three and a half. we just had to minister to never would have expected this in their lifetime never but I'm saying to you today whatever comes can you say my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness would you join with me right now we're not running halaboshatalorum We're not running the aisles. I know that. But the presence of God. Woo! Ah! Thank you for your attentiveness to the word of God, the response in the spirit. You have a great day, and I encourage you once again, if you can possibly work it out, it would just be good for you to be here tonight. Not only for the service, and that's very important, but in the preaching of the word and all that, but it'd just be good for you to see the body of Antioch, all the brothers and sisters. We got a big family. We really do have a big family. Okay, so, and it's just a good feeling to be together. So be safe, enjoy a nice lunch. Don't come hungry, because Bishop's preaching. You're just missing Jesus' name.